Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. How many of us know that you usually get what you expect? But usually in life, you tend to see what you expect to see. You tend to hear what you expect to hear. You tend to feel the way you expect to feel. And the reason why this is a phenomenon is because it actually is a godly attribute. God expects us to have expectation when it comes to faith and believing and trusting in Him and believing for things for our family and your business and relationships that you're a part of. And and so expectation is absolutely huge. And there's no doubt about it that in a church like this, we believe in the, in, in the, the practice of faith because the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. We know that Abraham was a great man of God, yet you know, Abraham didn't perform any miracles, yet God says, that man is right with me. Why? Because Abraham lived by faith. God loves faith so much. And, and, and this whole Christian thing is actually called the Christian faith. It's a faith and we need to believe and express our faith. And, and, and there's probably nothing um, that describes faith better and inspires more expectation than Hebrews chapter 11. And it starts off with now faith is the substance of, and it begins to tell us what faith is. And it begins to tell us what things people achieved by faith. And it is so inspiring when it talks about how Noah built the ark by faith. And it talks about Abel offering a sacrifice to God by faith. Talks about Abraham. It talks about people who who fell pregnant by faith. And it goes on and it just lists these incredible people one after the other. But there would be people in this room right now and you, when you read about those mighty people, you would say, you know what, God, that's exactly what I feel like I am doing. I am living by faith. I am expecting something from you, whether it's to do with your studies or whether it's to have some type of relationship breakdown restored. I don't know what you're believing for right now as I speak. For some of you, you're single, desperate for someone to enter into your life. For some people, it's a healing. For some people, it's a financial struggle. For some people, it's depression or it's anxiety or stress. Everyone in this place right now, if I was to look into your heart, you're believing for something. We should be believing for something. And the problem can sometimes be that when you read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it just looks really cut and shut. This person believed, they achieved. They believed, they achieved. But sometimes we find ourselves in that gap where we are believing, but it's not happening. Therefore, what tends to happen is we think, I mustn't be believing. And that's what I wanna speak to you guys about tonight. Friends, we have to move away from the idea that faith is about getting. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that faith is only about the getting. It's one of the things. But faith isn't about getting. Faith has always been about believing. 
whether you get it or not. Whether you get it or not. It's just, I believe. And we have to be careful as a people. We have to be careful in our church. We have to be careful of the type of preaching that that can sometimes subconsciously be preached because it would never be our intention. But it could be podcasts that you're listening to. It could be people at work. And, And we've got to be careful of this mentality. If you're not doing well, then you're not doing right. If, you don't, if your life is not perfect, ooh, what's going on in your world? Because we all know if you're living by faith, everything just works out. Friends, that's the biggest lie perpetrated on man that has ever been spoken of any platform anywhere. Friends, it's not what Jesus preached. It's not what the Apostle Paul preached. Listen, faith is an important aspect of getting. There's no doubt about it. Without faith, there's no getting at all. But you know, sometimes you can be living by faith, 100% perfectly pleasing God and not receive a thing. How do we know that? Because as you're reading Hebrews chapter 11, it's talking about all these wonderful people. And then in verse 35, are you ready? Here it goes. This is the same chapter. God didn't even wait for another chapter to tell us this. It says, women, received back their dead. How many of you think that's a good thing? Raised to life again. Then it says, there were others. God didn't even allow that statement to be in the next verse. You can't separate women received their dead back to life and in the same verse, He says, there were others though. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and floggings and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. Some of us would say, if I saw someone go through that, they obviously just didn't have faith. But verse 39 says, these were commended for their faith. They were commended for it. God's like, so these things were happening to these people and all of heaven is like, wow, you've got faith. That's where we need to land. Regardless of where you are at right now, whether your life looks fantastic or whether it doesn't, do you know you can still be 100% living and walking and living a life that is completely by faith? There were others. I don't know about you, but if that was a club, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, the There Were Others Club. I want to be a part of the other... The other club sounds like the Qantas club. The There Were Others club, that sounds like you're just sitting in some lounge somewhere where the plane just never turns up. But God tells us it exists. The There Were Others. Isn't God kind that He doesn't separate that chapter where it's all just victory and everybody's winning and then in some book of the Bible somewhere that you can't find, it talks about There Were Others. It's all right there, friends. And there are some people in this room and, and you know what? 
I know you're being careful with your words and I appreciate that. And I think it's important that you speak words of faith. We do believe in that. We do believe about your miracle being in your mouth. No doubt about it. But you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when, when they wouldn't bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar's statue, he was gonna throw them into a furnace. And he said, don't you realise that I can throw you into a furnace? And they said, King, King, our God can deliver us from the fire. But listen to what they say next. If He does or He doesn't, if He does or He doesn't, He's still God, He's still good. I still love Him. I'm still not bowing down. And you, and you going through some tough times right now and you saying, hey, listen, I'm not where I wanna be. I have got a sickness that's in my body. I, I, it's not mine, I don't own it. I'm still believing God, but right now that's where I'm at. That's not anti-faith, friend. Believing that God can't do anything about it is not faith. Believing God can is faith. Listen, whether God, whether God does or He doesn't, friends, to be quite honest, it's not really up to you. Oh, yes, it is. No, 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 no. There were others. And it doesn't say they did anything wrong. It doesn't say they didn't have a lot of faith. There were others whose faith were not as strong and they were tortured. If it said that, I'd go, hey guys, come on, it's all about your faith. No, no, they were commended for their faith, but they just actually didn't get what they were believing for. And some of you are like, wow, I didn't come to church to hear that. Yes, you did. Because whether it's big or small, there's always gonna be something in your life that you might not get on this side of eternity, friend. The question is, do you believe that God loves you, that He is for you, that He is not against you? It's not because you've done something wrong. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout in this place. So then what's, what's this whole, there were others gig? What, what's that all about? What's, what could that possibly be? Do you know that we serve a God and some of you are gonna be like, really? Are you gonna really say that about God? Yeah, I'm gonna say it about Him. Do you know we serve a God who just loves to test? Yeah. And the Bible says that He does that for a particular reason. It's actually not for His sake, it's actually for yours. It's, and, and it's about purification. It's about purifying your life, your faith. It's about, it's about, it's about did you, do you believe in God because He can bring you a, a partner into your life? Is that why you believe in God? Did you become a Christian so you could be rich? Did you become a Christian so that you can just have this awesome life? Or did you become a Christian and give your life to Him because He died on a cross 2,000 years ago and He paid the ultimate price for your life? And God, whether it's good or bad or ugly or awesome or whatever it is, God, I believe in You and I trust You and I love You with all my heart. And, and you know what? Whatever God's gonna bring, He's gonna bring. And we're gonna believe. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, we do need to believe. But sometimes He just likes to just test. And He's not mean. No, no, He does it for a reason so that He can prove to you how deep your faith is. Do you know, 80% of the Bible stories that we read are about godly people who did nothing wrong, but found themselves in trouble, under pressure, or going through what we call a faith test. Some of us remember a guy called Job. Anyone remember Job? Good old Job, eh? Job experienced the loss of all, all of his cattle. Everything. That would represent you losing your job and everything else surrounding your job. It's like, it's like you lost your qualification. 
It's like you lost your teaching qualification. It's like you're a dentist, but now you are no longer a dentist. That was his form of income and he lost it. It's, that's like your business going bankrupt. And that's what happened to this guy. Then all of his servants were killed by a neighbouring army. That's like losing all of your staff, all of his servants. And then the Bible tells us that he lost all of his children because they were crushed by the roof collapsing. All of his children died. And you thought you've had a bad week. That's what happened to Job. And so what happens in Job chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, it says this. And then his wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Just curse God and die. You know what? Who needs the devil when you've got a wife like that? <laughs> really? It's like you don't, you, you don't need a devil against you. Seriously, I think she was doing a great job. But this is Job's reply. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. And all I'm trying to do tonight, Lifehouse, and friends and those of you who are here for the first time, I just wanna strengthen you. If you're going through a really tough time right now and everyone around you will be saying, listen, there's some bad stuff coming your way. You must have done something wrong. Just give up on this Christian faith. Just curse God and die. I'm, I'm praying that you have a strength about you that go, listen, you know what? Do I just accept blessing from God? What, I can never go through a tough time ever in life. No, I love my God. I'm gonna stay committed to Him. Whether things are good, whether things are bad, I love Him, He's my God, and I'm gonna adore Him. Do you know, we get the opportunity, unlike Job, the poor guy, we get the opportunity to actually see what was going on here. And some of you know the story, Job chapter one, verse six, it says, one day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. And Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on, especially in West Meadows. And then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity and he fears God and he stays away from evil. Point, okay, point. What did God think of Job? Blameless, full of integrity, full of love, a great man of God. This is the God of the universe. Wouldn't you want God to speak about you like that? Satan, have you considered my servant Richard? He's blameless. Yes, he barracks for Carlton, but besides that, he's an awesome guy. Like This is the God of the universe talking about Job like that. Now listen, Job didn't know that though. It's not like Job was able to turn to the book of Job and go, what does it say about me? Oh, that's right, I'm a good guy. No, no, no. And then Satan replied, yes, yes, but Job has a good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. Okay, I've got, I've got some great news for you. We do serve a God who can protect us though. He does actually protect us, he does. But Satan is actually saying this in a negative, like, well, of course he's happy. 
He says, you have made him to prosper in everything that he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And in verse 12, it says, all right, you may, what? What? Sorry, guys, that's in your Bible. Now, I don't know about you, but I've said to God, God, please don't feel the need to have to brag about me to the devil. I have said that to him many, many times. God, if you think I'm a good bloke, please, can we just keep it between us? You don't need to go and talk to the devil about how good I am and how much of a great pastor I am. Let's just stick it, let's just keep it between us two, right? But did you just read what I read? God said, okay, you can test him. I wonder if sometimes God, maybe to not this degree, but I wonder if God sometimes says, you know what? He's gonna just test us a little bit. How quickly do we crumble? How quickly, you know, I've lost jobs because I just stood up for the gospel. You're supposed to do well in life. You're supposed to get promotions, not lose your job. Who told you that? The Bible says, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's what the Bible actually says. So because I understood that, when I lost my job, I went, gee, that's a shame. I am trying to provide for my family, but God is still God. He's still on His throne. I still love Him. And maybe God saw that test when I was working at those different places and thought that's the sort of guy that I can maybe trust with a little bit of money so that when they're trying to buy buildings, he doesn't get all greedy and so he makes the right decisions. Maybe, maybe God is testing you right now, why? Because the bigger the test, the greater the promotion. And some of you are seeing some huge tests right now, like physically, because you're studying. Well, you know what? When you're studying something, I don't wanna belittle anyone's profession, but if you're becoming a neurosurgeon, I imagine the tests for you are probably a little bit harder than someone who's helping people park cars. Sorry, I'm not trying to, you know, is that okay? Sorry, if you park cars for a living, I'm not trying to pull you down. But I imagine that the test would be just a, would be a little bit more difficult. Would you agree? Because the greater the purpose, the bigger the test, friend. And some of us want God to bring us into our destiny and God says, great, can I just test you a little bit? No, 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 everything has to be perfect though. And God says, really? So you want, you want to run nations, but I can't test you one little bit. I can't bring one little bit of negative your way. No, 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 no. Because if you do that, God, I'm going to think I'm not right with you. God says, no, no, no. You've got to be the person. No matter what storm is coming at you, no matter what wind is coming at you, you go, you know what? It's not working out well, but I'm right with God. God loves me. I am blameless on the inside. God knows my name. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? And some of you haven't received your miracle yet. You know what? You may not ever get it. Oh, Pastor Richard, great. Thanks for that. You may not. I'm not God. I can't tell you whether you will or you won't. All I know is, will you keep believing? Because that's what faith is. You just keep believing. You just keep believing in Jesus' Name. Amen. Do you know, the Bible tells us in Job 4.7 that Job's friends even said, stop and think, do the innocent die? When, when have the upright been destroyed? You don't need friends like that. You don't need friends like that, that when some bad things come your way, they're very quick to make out as if you have done something wrong. Hey, listen, we all know that there are times that we have. But do you know, there are many times you've done nothing wrong. Just like our Saviour but he ended up on a cross. That's why you've got to hang out with the right people. Get into a good life group, friends. Stop hanging around people 
Stop hanging around tea leaf reading people, horoscope reading people. Ooh, there's some bad stuff going on in your life. Ooh, you're a devil. Ooh, someone's put a curse on you. Hey, listen, the Bible says a curse without a cause cannot stick. Do you know if you're a Christian, no one can curse you? No one can curse you, no one. The Bible says you cannot be cursed. Balaam tried to curse God's people and every time he tried to curse them, he ended up blessing them because you cannot curse what God has blessed and you are a blessed people. No one can curse us. Can't be cursed in Jesus' Name. Get around people who talk like that. Listen, get around people that have gone through the testing. Only people that have never been through a testing talk like that. Come on, we've got to allow ourselves to go through things like this and still hold on tight. You know, maybe, maybe we've never been literally stabbed by somebody, but you've been backstabbed. And maybe we haven't received lashings like the Apostle Paul did, but you know what? We've had people's lashing out at, at us. And so we've just got to be people that are brave enough, big enough to understand that it's okay. Hey, come on, we've got to hold on tight. You know, I had dreams in my heart. I always wanted to do what I'm doing today. I, I, originally, I just wanted to sing. I still do love singing. And I remember, you know, I joined my church's team and, and I thought, you know what, there was a bit of a need. I said, God, I believe you can promote me. I just trusted God that I believed He could promote me. So you know what, I was on the sound desk. And when I say sound desk, it's not like our 747 cockpit down the back there, right? It was just like a little four track, four, four little levers that as you put them up, they'd go. And there was just four of them. And you know what, and I thought, I'll just help out my church. And so I did that for a year, you know, and then I did it for two years. And the whole time I'm thinking, God, have you forgotten me? Is this, is this, is this what my... Right, two, three years, four years, five years, six years. I'm, I'm without a word of like seven years I was behind that... Feeling in all honesty that I could, that I could probably preach that I could sing, that God, I know you've got a big call for my life. Do you know what God was doing? Yeah, but you know what? I just wanna see how you go behind that sound desk for a little while. Because sometimes you don't get to do what you wanna do. Sometimes you just gotta wait. But can you keep your heart good? Can you keep serving? Can you keep, can you keep just doing what you gotta do? do? You know, eventually I did get up on stage, but I was, I was like the background singer. And, and, and there was the worship leader and, and, he was, and he was singing, you know? But the only problem was the guy couldn't really sing to be quite honest with you. And he was sort of out of tune a little bit, but I was doing harmonies with him. So in order to sort of do harmonies with him, I would have to do a harmony out of tune to actually match him. I'm dead serious. And I did that for another four years. What was going on during that time? God was watching my heart the whole time. God was watching my heart the whole time. Hey, listen, if you don't get what you want, are you able to keep a good heart about that? Are you able to keep serving me and keep honouring me and keep doing what I'm asking you to do? Come on, we, we do serve a God of the testing. Do you, do you even know that God? Or have we got the God of blessing? And if it's not blessing, I must, have, I must somehow be cursed. No, no, we need to move away from that. Come on, this is what God has planned for us. Job 42 verse 10, what does it say? It says, after Job had prayed for his friends, he kept a good heart. It says, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. You know, for Job, he actually did get it all in the end. But I don't know about you, 
But if I lost my children and God gave me double later on, that sort of wouldn't really cut it for me. It's not like, oh God, yeah, who, who cares about those, those other kids? They were, they were rascals anyway. These new kids are great. No, that still would have hurt him. But God did restore it, friends. And you know what? That's, that's, that's a good news. But the Bible tells us very clearly that there's lots of people here who didn't get that. And right now you're feeling like, man, I'm going through some stuff right now, but it seems very quiet from God right now. What does it take for God to have to speak to you? Does God actually have to speak audibly in your car for you to believe it's God? Or can God use a bald-headed guy that, you know, half Lebanese, Armenian, to basically say to you, hey, listen, you're on the right track. Keep your faith levels high. Don't you dare step back from your faith. God is for you. He is not against you. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. We just need to keep a good heart. But Pastor Richard, it's really, really quiet. I'm not really hearing from God. Do you know, I didn't do much school. As you can tell by that sentence that I just delivered. Do you know one thing I did notice at school though? Do you know whenever we were doing a test? I'm sure you've noticed this. Do you notice that the teacher is very quiet? When you are in the middle of a test, you notice the teacher's not yapping, sort of talking to you. Hey, how are you guys all doing out there? I hope you're doing well. Hey, by the way, question uh, 7B is, uh, no, 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 the teacher is very quiet, very quiet while you're going through a testing time. So if you're feeling God's a bit quiet right now, sometimes He does that on purpose. And He just wants to see you. What are you thinking? What are you believing right now? So come on, right now, right across this place, I know that there are people believing for some great things. And for some of you, you're not quite there yet. And for some of you, you just received it. And for some of you, you're believing for God to do something about that addiction problem that you've got. And you're thinking, you know what, until, until it happens for me, something must be wrong. No, no, breakthrough's coming. It is coming. But you've got to stay in faith. You've got to keep believing God. Listen, right to the very end. And you may find yourself on the other side of eternity. That's not for you to question. We just need to know, God, I stayed in faith. Give the Lord a huge round of applause if you know what I'm talking about. So here's my question. Are you able to be a part of the There Were Others Club? Oh, Pastor Richard, I don't want to be a part of that club. Uh, you don't get to choose. Sorry about that. I know that you'd all go, no, no thanks. I want the, uh, the top of Hebrews chapter 11 vibe, please, for me. Uh, you don't get to choose. The only thing you get to choose is whether you're going to stay in faith or whether you don't. So I'm wondering whether I'm in a room full of people that have got some stickability. They've got some steel in their bones. I'm wondering whether I'm with some people that will say, God, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I know God is for me. And you know what? I'm going to keep believing no matter what. Because let me tell you one thing that doesn't change, friends. He did die on that cross. And He did it because He loves us. And He did it to give us the ultimate result. And that is to cleanse us of sin. Friends, we will leave this earth one day and we will get to be with Jesus forever. But until then, why are we surprised by a message like this when Jesus Himself said, friends, in this world, you will have trouble. That's what He said. Why are we shocked? But he said, but hold on, keep believing. 
So come on, I want you to stand to your feet right across this place. Where's my worship team? I need you guys out here because we're going to worship. And let me tell you why we're going to worship. Because our worship is not dependent on what God is going to do for us tomorrow or the day after or whether we end up with grandchildren or whether we get to get that job or whether we have 100,000 followers on Instagram. That's not why we worship God. We worship Him because He got off His throne. He, he, he took on flesh and became a man so that He could pay the price for our sin. Is that good enough for you? Is that good enough? Do you know, I've got dreams in my heart for this church. If it's okay with you guys, I'm believing for a church of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I'm believing for churches right across our world. I've got this dream of about teaching team and youth pastors and worship leaders and releasing albums. And I see us around the world and we've got buildings everywhere. And we've got people that have studied the Bible that have got a dream in their heart to teach going from nations. Imagine guys like Matthew Barrett just going around the world. He's just teaching in different places. Imagine our worship leader. Imagine Sarah Taylor just going from nation to nation, just worship leading. And some of you are on kids' teams. That's, that's in my heart. Ah, oh, that's, a, that's a bit of a far cry, Pastor Richard. You know, you've got a few people down there in West Meadows and some in the East and some in Poznan, but... Listen, I'm not buying into that. I'm going to stay believing and whatever God gives me, He gives me. But I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm just going to keep believing that He's in charge and I'm going to just trust Him with everything that I've got. What are you believing for? Can you stay in faith? Oh, but I've done it for 12 years. Go 13. Can you go 14 years? I remember praying as a young boy, Father, I just want, I just want my parents to stop fighting. You heard about it this morning. And you know, have you ever, have you ever prayed a prayer and as you're praying it, it's actually not working right in front of your very eyes? And then somehow, miraculously, many, many, many years later, my parents become Christians. Their marriage gets healed. You know, you know what? Sometimes I forget the prayers I even prayed. Come on, we serve a God. He hasn't forgotten your prayer. I'm wondering, have you forgotten your prayer? Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you. that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.